Hello and welcome to another edition of Guide Vision Insider, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes not only here at Guide Vision, but into the wider world of service now. And for today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about ex employee experience with a couple of people directly from ServiceNow. Uh, they're obviously not with me here in our, uh, our podcast studio uh, here at Guide Vision, uh, but we're with them uh, via Zoom. And uh, our guests today are Mats Nemelka and Martin Kraus. And welcome to both of you. Thank you for, for joining us today. Thank you, Douglas. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for this. Um, um, one of the things that I try to do in this podcast is to try to explain a little bit about some of the under, you know, the underlying reasons for using ServiceNow and for why things are done uh, the way that they're done. And it's really wonderful to have both of you, um, because if I understand correctly, your background or your the where where you work is in this field of employee experience which is becoming a much more uh, important part of what service now does um, so Matt's what is what do you do uh, what do you do do at service now great question so basically more or less the title is to be an employee experience solution specialist and that's what I've been doing for the almost five years now here at service now but I've been in this HCM cloud space um, for a couple of more years. So looking at more as 10 years of um, HCM cloud experience. Um, and besides that, you know, I like the mountains. Um, I'm based in Switzerland, so you have to like the mountains. So uh, I like ski touring, um, hiking and these kind of things. That's what I usually do besides, you know, employee experience. Excellent. Excellent. And Martin Kraus, you're also joining us today from Switzerland. Um, what do you do at ServiceNow? Yeah, almost Switzerland, south of Germany. Ah, okay. Um, so yes, I'm leading the solution consulting team for employee experience at ServiceNow for Switzerland, Germany, Austria, and Eastern Europe, which we call Central Region. Mm -hmm. um, I've been here for one and a half years at ServiceNow. And before that, I also worked in the HR tech space, HR cloud space. Um, so um, I spent time at Workday and I spent time at SAP. So summarizing my experience, professional experience for around 15 years. But I will talk a little bit around that later on. Yeah, um, in my free time, I'm actually, I have two small kids with uh, one and five years. So I'm I'm pretty busy with, you know, playing with them and yeah. and um, having a great time with them. And uh, I'm... Uh... I'm really glad that my kids are a little bit older, um, <laughs> but they're they're a lot of fun at that age, definitely. Um, so today we're talking about employee experience, and uh, this is a phrase that seems to be coming up more and more. I haven't really encountered it uh, much until really starting to work with with Guide Vision and with ServiceNow. Um, but what is ex employee experience, and why has its importance importance grown in recent years? Um, maybe Martin. Yeah, or, or Matt. Great question. And okay. then I guess I have an opinion. Martin right. has an opinion. Great. Um, I'd like to hear both of them. We will for sure chip in and, and, and talk about it. So, you know, employee experience is for sure a hot topic. I mean, you've you've been just you've just said it, right? And what we're seeing, and this is a really evolving topic as well, but for us here at ServiceNow, and that is actually 
when I say here at ServiceNow, it reflects um, more or less what we're seeing and hearing in the market. Um, it's a triangle of three different elements. So on one hand, it's engagement, right? It's the engagement of the employee in the organization, because we all know if, the, if it, there's an engaged employee, the outcome is a lot higher after all. Mm-hmm. So then there's the, the angle of productivity. Um, and it doesn't go that way that you um, just reduce cost or so, but it comes more from that angle of, you know, if we automate things, then eventually we also deliver a better experience to our employees. Um, but I will talk about it and I will give you a tangible example on that. And the other one is the whole topic around workplace workplace flexibility, right? So the analogy I like to use when I talk about experience and how the current generation and let's say also, and that's another topic, right? We need to look at 2025, 2030, all the generation that's coming into the corporate world. Um, so what we're seeing today is a bit the expectation in organizations, um, the, the consumer expectation. When we think of Amazon, the way we eat, you know, when we do shopping online, usually what happens is, you know, you get to one of their, their the leading e-commerce um, websites such as Amazon. And what you do is um, you start looking for your job. First of all, on that page itself, it's already very relevant to you because Amazon more or less knows your shopping behavior, knows who you are, right? Um, so based on, let's say you have an intent, you start looking for that, that product um, and you're identified after all. On the right-hand side, what you're seeing is a one-click buy button, right? And very often we just click on that button and what happens in the back, more than hundred, hundreds of workflows are being triggered that ex- that eventually that parcel is being delivered to you within hopefully 24 hours, right? And let's say it doesn't work out. It's not being delivered within 24 hours. We as a consumer, you know, there is, we reach out to Amazon, the Amazon service center, and it's just a click away, right? Um, and with this expectation, the, the consumer expectation, that's what, what, what um, employees are expecting today in organizations as well. So when we think of these automation of workflows um, that being triggered in the back, that's accumulating workflows into one singular experience from various systems. We could think of a complex journey such as onboarding, right? You touch on IT, HR, facilities. They all need to come together after all to deliver that seamless experience. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and then eventually, if something goes wrong, you, there's always service around. And in case service can be automated, perfect. It reduces costs and increases productivity. And if not, you know, the human being is also just a click away. And that's what we're seeing around engagement and productivity today. And then there's the whole other notion around um, workplace flexibility, right? I mean, coming out of the pandemic, we used to work just from home. Um, We have seen there is a desire as well to meet and mingle, to be social. And that's what we're seeing and hearing in the market as well, right? That the workplace itself is more and more becoming a social place mm-hmm. and less of a productivity place because studies show that you can be productive at home in a, in a very similar way, right? Um, so, But there is the need and desire to have the flexibility, right? And th- th- these three different angles, that's what we're seeing today around the topic of employee experience and the expectations. And these will change and evolve in five years, in 10 years, because much is happening. 
Okay. So, so yeah. Martin, what do you think? Yeah, Mats, I, I, I com of course completely agree with you. Um, what, what I also see as a driver for employee experience is that all of our customers, all of the companies, they want to digitize processes, right? They want to, when it comes to their customers, they want to be digital. They want to be perceived to, to, to be easy to work with. And you can't achieve that if you are working with paper internally, when you have very slow processes, when you're, when you're not moving forward internally. And also if you're not recognizing the right talents to do new things and, and, you know, um, and go, go into new, opportunities going to new initiatives and therefore companies have realized it's not just sufficient to to modernize on the outside to to modernize external processes but they also need to do the same internally and that's a big driver for employee experience um and i think as for many topics when it comes to digital the whole pandemic as Mats described it was a huge huge driver suddenly everybody was working at home and suddenly companies who have not invested into self-services who, who have not invested into those kind of digital services for their employees they had a huge problem and they needed they needed a solution in a very fast way and that of course created an extra demand at the same time you know you had all of those workforce shortages topics right especially when when people returned then to the office after the initial shock um suddenly employees were gone in many in many areas right we we all remember the the struggles last year we had when we had to fly from an airport suddenly workers were missing everywhere right so so the employee became much more valuable and much more appreciated and therefore you needed systems to to also understand you know wh where is the employee um you 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 were using tools like survey tools um to understand what is the sentiment of your workforce where might we have issues in the workforce um and that um created that term employee experience i really came across um the term during the pandemic for the first time to be to be honest i, I think it it was evolving slowly before, but during the pandemic, it really became big. Um, and um, that is also what, what I see in the market, right? There are different vendors and and um, every vendor might define employee experience a little bit differently. Some people just re refer to it when it comes to understanding the sentiment, as I described it. So the survey piece, others um, see really the the digital interface to it but i think employee experience is really all of it right mm -hmm. giving the employee a, a great experience and um, also understanding what the employee wants developing the career and um often employees also part of it right and bringing all of the information together that an employee needs as Matt said there's a new generation coming into the workforce it's not acceptable for that generation anymore to to do things on paper to send in excel files via email and so on and so on um so that is that is the trend i see excellent yeah and it's, uh, it's, it's yeah, sorry, sorry douglas please yeah, the days of sending faxes uh, and this type of thing, filling out forms and then sending them by fax is probably long gone, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'd say another very critical point you said, Martin, is this, this personal experience, right? We're all so different and we all employees after all. And and what, what I might uh, see as a great experience might be completely different for someone else, right? And I'd say that that is also something that needs to be reflected and represented in when we when we look at, you know, 
people's strategies for 2025, 2030. We're all so different. It's so diverse, the entire um, corporate space now. Mm-hmm. And um, you're, it's really interesting to, to note the generational shift as well, right? I mean, these are these are people entering the workforce who are you know in their early twenties, and they've they're digital natives, right? They've been working, they've grown up with mobile phones, um, and their their expectations of what the company is going to be doing are probably very different than somebody you know my age. I'm 372 years old, and uh, you know I can remember back when we had to send messages via carrier pigeon, um, but you know it is. Uh, definitely interesting to see that development and also that expectation grow. Um, I wanted to also ask, rel- uh, related to this, um, you know, companies also seem to be competing with each other on how good their experience can be, right? I mean, there is a there is a battle for talent, right? And this uh, is this something that you're seeing as well uh, in the companies that you're working with? Yes, um, maybe maybe I can give you one example on that, Douglas. So, um, you know, we're talking a lot to customers and what we've heard from customers in the last um, couple of months was as well, um, the same what I said about the customer experience, right? That um, customers started to invest into the customer experience first and then they realized it's not sufficient. Um, they also need to invest into the people experience, employee experience. Um We've also seen something similar when it comes to recruiting, right? People, um, companies started to to invest into a great recruiting experience. So they have a very, very modern um, interface to the outside world, to candidates, to attract those candidates, as it's very important to get the top talent from the market. But what happened then, candidates accepted um, that job. You know, there was a great candidate experience. There was also uh, a good, what we call employer branding so the company to the outside looks looks really attractive they're doing a lot of you know branding outside in linkedin and other platforms but then the first weeks in the job they realized you know they have to work a lot with excel files that are sent via email and and you know that the processes are not digitized in the way they were expecting and that that led to high attrition um, in the first couple of months um, from employees because of that Um, so Again, I think you have to you have to do both. You have to digitize on the outside, but you also have to digitize on the inside. Really interesting. Now, you both work with ServiceNow. Um, you work work for ServiceNow. Um, how did ServiceNow come to offer solutions around uh, human resources or HR? I also work with ServiceNow on a day to day basis. So. Okay, so you're a user. Uh, yeah. this, is, this is really a dog food. Type of yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's 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 a it's an interesting story, I'd say. Right, ServiceNow was founded in two thousand four um, by Fred Luddy, and um, Fred Luddy had this vision back then to develop a platform in the cloud. But when you imagine two thousand four, you know nobody really did, talked about the cloud, nor having a kind of development platform or so sitting in the cloud. So eventually what happened is, you know, he, he developed that platform and he had that vision, um, him and, and a couple of other people, uh, but then he wanted to market it. And he faced a situation that the market didn't understand it, investors didn't understand it, and he himself had an IT service management background. So what he said is, I'll show you how, how this fantastic platform can, you know, help you. And what he did with the team 
And within three months, he basically developed an ITIL, typical ITIL process on the platform. Just to prove the point, you know, you have this fantastic platform and how quick you can turn it, you, you, you can use it and make something useful out of it. Mm-hmm. So then that's, that was how basically IT service management was born and, um, you know, the rest is history. Uh-huh. But then, you know, um, and that is the funny story. Customers, they understood very quickly, it's a platform. And on the platform, you can do more than, you know, what's given to you out of the box. You can kind of, you know, um, do more with it. Mm-hmm. So customers started using IT service management for HR, right? Um, they understood, obviously, it's tweaking certain uh, standard processes to make them work for HR. So, and with that, the need arised that ServiceNow actually develops a standardized out-of-the-box offering for HR. Mm-hmm. That's how ServiceNow HR was born. And now we're looking ma- back at many, many, many years of ServiceNow HR. And I'd say similar to the ITSM story, also ServiceNow HR in the HR space has been quite an, quite a successful um, story to that point that, you know, um, we could even say um, it was, I think last year or so, Josh Burson um, said the new core HR is actually um, what used to be the core HR in the cloud, you know, a couple of years ago, is now the experience platform. So the experience platform is the new core HR, and um, he sees ServiceNow HR being one of the leaders in that space. So, you know, tremendous story. Um, and my personal story to that is, you know, I've been now writing this story for the, this wave for the last almost five years, um, seeing lots of com- companies onboarding on that and and seeing the whole market being disrupted. It's, 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 it has been a pleasure for me and, and really good fun. Excellent. Martin, uh, is this coming from your perspective? Um, is this what you're seeing as well? Yeah. And if you want, I can dive a little bit into my history, which sure. makes me feel old a little bit. But, um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm 332 no. <laughs> years old. So good. I'm probably the oldest guy in the room. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I can argue with that, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I started. I started actually my my professional life at SAP, and that was in 2008. And you know, um, at that point, I started in a team that was called User Productivity Services, which was exactly about that topic. You know, how to make the user. It was called the user, not the employee at that time. The mm-hmm. user productive. How can SAP basically deliver its um, backend application to to a modern user interface, which was the SAP portal at that time. Um, so I've been in that space for a very long time and I've seen that that evolution, right, from in the nature context, from employee self-services, manager self-services that were hugely complex from an IT perspective. You had to have, you had to install something in the backend. You had to have some kind of middleware to transform the data between, you know, that back-end system and that front-end system, which was your portal. So you had um, you had a lot of um, areas where, where it could break, a lot of areas of complexity, a lot of implications from, from a security point of view. And that, and that sl- slowly evolved then, right? Um, there, there were more services being offered, and then the whole mobile wave was coming in with the intro- introduction of the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so apps were, were suddenly uh, modern and and you, some customers really struggled how to bring those data from highly secure data centers 
to the open internet in in forms of in form of apps right yeah. so what happened actually is that um, new players um, emerged in the market and that was the whole cloud story right so um, in the hcm space that was that was really the cloud HCM systems that evolved like Workday, like SAP SuccessFactors, like Oracle HCM, to name the three most uh, famous ones. And and they were born in the cloud, more or less, at least. And, and they had offers, they had offered mobile apps um, natively or or in the browser. So, so customers thought, hey, now I have those self-services, it's a much easier architecture, it's easier to use, you don't have all of those security issues anymore. Um, but in the end, you know, um, customers realized, okay, this is great to have those, um, but it's 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 not everything, right? It's it's just the HR process. Those systems are great in in helping the HR process to become digital. But what we see, especially from a ServiceNow perspective that our customers tell us, yes, um, but there's so much more related to that HR process, right? There's a lot of IT. Um, if we think about the onboarding process, right? It's it's one thing to have the master data of the employee um, to also present the most relevant trainings maybe to the employee but you need to provision the IT accounts. You need to order a laptop for him. You need to, to add him to different teams, Slack channels, um, and so on and so on. There's so many things that are part of that onboarding process. And, and therefore, um, customers realized we need an employee experience platform that is bigger than HR. Excellent. It, it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, uh, this is something that, uh, that Guide Vision has also uh, worked quite a bit on. Um, I mean, in addition to doing their sort of typical integration things, one of the, the tools that they've developed uh, was actually, it came from that uh, that experience having to provision uh, users with, for example, a laptop. Um, so they made this tool called Parcel Go, and Parcel Go uh, sends out the laptop, it integrates with, uh, with uh, shipping services. So, you know, it actually connects up the uh, the shipping part of that experience as well but that's kind of a digression I guess but I was gonna I wanted to go back to the the platform um, for a second the, to the now platform and uh, you mentioned some other sort of competing uh, platforms but what are some of the benefits that ServiceNow can provide when we're talking about employee experience what what would some of those benefits be I'd say you know you're we have we have discussed earlier about um, you know when you bring aggregate workflows and how and and when you really sit as the platform of the platforms on top of different solutions and aggregate this into one singular experience, right? But mm -hmm. I think what 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 is when we and that that is also what I also already said in the beginning when we discuss experience today, it doesn't necessarily come with just investing in one area um, or with and, and, and not having cost savings. And I'd say that is very critical with the ServiceNow platform. What mm -hmm. you can do with the ServiceNow platform, on one hand, you increase the experience, but on the other hand, you know, you, you, you have the potential to reduce cost. And when you look at um, today's environment we're in, right? Change mm -hmm. is for sure the new normal. Going into this year, inflation peaked. Um, the, 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 all of a sudden, we, we had a Ukraine war and... Um, 
you know, we we have we we are going through this all together, global crises, and that's the new normal change. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, the need all of a sudden in organizations, and and ha- you know, when we talk, look at one two years back, the the biggest topic we discussed with organizations were because we we were in, in the huge growth phase, experience. We need to improve the experience now. From one day to another, this shifted to yes, we need to improve the experience, but at the same time, we need to also look at our cost, right? And that is the unique offering, or one of the unique offerings of service now that you can really do both. Mm-hmm. With the platform, you can automate workflows, which eventually leads to cost reduction. But, and that's, you know, to quote a CIO as well um, that I had a discussion with the other day, um, when, you know, when you automate eventually um, workflows and that even across different platforms, and you're with that, you deliver a quicker service to your employee, you're at the same time increasing the, the experience for the employee, right? So mm-hmm. it goes really hand in hand on one hand and when I say, and this is again to to come back to my Amazon example, this is what we're expecting today, right? We're we're going on Amazon, we're ordering something using the one-click buy button. With one click, it triggers these workflows, and we expect the delivery within twenty-four hours. And with the very same expectations, we as employees are in in uh, now um, entering their or or, or uh, living our daily lives in the corporate world. And I'd say that is really the unique offering of service now that we can make this happen. Mm-hmm. What would some examples be of some of the tools that uh, that are uh, available on the Now platform? Um, like how how does this actually work? I mean, yeah. like what would some of like when you mentioned you know that there are these uh, you know these ways that the the platform can connect these things together, but I, as I understand it, there are individual. Models. I, I'll give you I'll give you an example, Douglas. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that, that makes it more tangible. So when you think, first of all, you know, what is what is critical to understand is we, when we um, work on solutions and ship products, we really want to ensure that we meet the employee where he or she spends um, the time. Meaning whether you access eventually ServiceNow through mobile, through desktop, or through a chatbot, you know, it's or through Microsoft Teams, for instance, because it's entirely embedded, it's up to you, Right. Um, so when I take a tangible example and looking at this service now being the overarching platform, um, there is in most of the HR setups, you have a document management solution in place. That's where documents are being generated and most of the time documents are, are, are being archived. But in an ideal world, what happens if we have this um, one stops, one start shop, let's put it that way, which is okay. in, in many organizations service now, the, the employee would go to this place again, Teams, Portal, Desk. You know, you, you, eventually the employee would be on that um, place. And then, why not using the chatbot and just saying, "And I need an employment verification letter." And for some organizations, that's thirty percent of their HR use cases they're seeing, right? Because you needed to admit the kid to the kindergarten. You need to. You need to want to want to buy a house. In fact. It's a singular request, but what, what needs to happen is it needs to request that third-party solution where the document is being generated. So what's the expectation for the consumer, for the employee is that this happens in the back, the document is being generated, and then eventually provided back to the employee through the virtual agent, through the chatbot, right? So all basically with one intent, the documents generated and, dev- and provided back N- through automation, 
Um, but again, in case the document is not enough, mm -hmm. maybe there's something missing, you have the possibility to reach out to um, a human HR person who can support you again, right? That's just a very tangible example, I think. Yeah, thank you for that. That's really helpful, actually. Yeah, um, so this is, uh, I can see now how these these processes can be, you know, like you're saying with the one the one click uh, purchasing, right? Uh, yeah. The there's a single a single request, but it triggers a whole bunch of different uh, approaches. This is this really does sound like a lot of what we're talking about when we mean hyper automation. Or right? yeah, exactly. Or when you think about an onboarding process journey, right? Right. It's as Martin was saying earlier. There is the, when when someone onboards, right? Onboarding starts with pre-boarding, and then there's the onboarding phase. Then there's day thirty, day sixty, day ninety. The, the most critical tasks and most complex tasks of such a process actually happen with prior to day one. You need to make sure that access rights are being provisioned for for the employee, right? That he or she can access um, the systems on day one. There needs to be the the, the process for ordering hardware, right? Yeah. Um, at the same time, you are the, the person wants to start maybe doing learning. The engagement piece is very critical. So you're looking at very different stakeholders, IT looking after provisioning hardware, HR, the whole engagement topic documents. Maybe there's legal involved, facilities, ensuring the workplace is ready, right? All these kind of stories. Um, and in an ideal world, there's one workflow that sits on top of all of that and triggers these, automates these the respective workflows and allows for this aggregated experience. Fascinating. Now, I want to go back to this, this uh, the, the idea of the pandemic sort of bringing about rapid evolution in companies. Um, is this an area um, where ServiceNow has really... Are they leading the market or is this coming from the demand of the market themselves? I mean, with regard to hybrid work scenarios, for example, right? How is ServiceNow helping an employer and an employee? Yeah, so so when, you know, hybrid work, I, I think ServiceNow is helping there from, from multiple angles. One, yeah. one angle I think we discussed already quite a bit yeah. to provide the information to the employee. So no matter where the employee is working from, he or she can find, you know, information around policies. Um, you know, if if I want to, if if I'm pregnant and I want to go on parental leave, maternity leave, what is the policy? How do I request that? We then also help with the digital request on that. So, and we also help with, you know, giving a prompt response to the employee. So, so all of that. I think that is that is a very important part. When it comes to hybrid work as well, right? In in the old days, we were going to the HR office and we were asking those questions, or we were handing in the paper form, and that can't happen anymore in the days of hybrid work. That right. is the one aspect. The other aspect is really when it comes to workspace and and how how companies treat offices, treat workspace. We have seen a, a big evolution throughout the pandemic, right? Um, first of all, everything was closed down and, and companies had to shift to remote work from one day to the other. But then the second phase started and, and people reopened, companies reopened their offices and still they wanted to ensure safety um, for their employees and, and ServiceNow um, helped there. So we had the safe workplace apps, which which allowed companies to and and that was implemented within days really so we have 
multiple customer stories who implemented those solutions within days and could then support that reopening of the office in a safe way. Um, and, and we used it ourselves internally, right? When I went to the office in Munich, I registered the day before and I said, hey, I want to go to the office. Is there still space available? I could select my desk. And I, I, I was filling in a health survey. I did not have any symptoms of, um, you know, a cold or flu and, and all of that. So we, we could ensure, first of all, pre-visiting the office that I have a space. I know where I sit mm -hmm. and um, I'm, I know I'm healthy and I know my colleagues are healthy. Mm -hmm. And then um, actually after the end of the, the office day, I was asked to fill in a contact trace. So who did I meet? within the office oh. so who was with me in a room so in case you know i i developed symptoms after i visited the office um colleagues could be informed that hey there might be a risk um you have met with this person um there might or you have met with a person who who is um, at risk so um all of that was was the first phase um and that evolved over time of course right now Now um, we don't have those health surveys anymore or only a little minority of companies does that anymore. Right. But um, what is what is becoming a big theme nowadays is coming back to the topic of cost saving as well. Mm -hmm. And because the return to the office happened, but not all of the employees returned to the office, right? Um, the, the, if you look at the numbers, the number of remote employees is a lot higher than before the pandemic mm -hmm. that means on the other hand that companies don't need all of the space anymore some companies have grown throughout the pandemic and and realized hey i i would need additional space if if i had to host all of my employees now and and they used workplace service delivery from service now to basically administrate the the desks so you had to you had to um register a desk or a reserve a desk and you could exactly see on a nice floor plan where that um, desk would be where, who are you sitting next to um, also when you're visiting a new office you could see exactly the facilities even if you are if you're disabled and you um, you could even see how you would get there um, in, a, in accessibility in an accessible way um, And and other companies who who realized, hey, I have way too much space because I might not have grown so much during the pandemic, and right. now only maybe seventy percent of the people visit the office anymore, or or maybe only fifty percent. They use what we call space optimization now from uh, our workplace service delivery, where you could really, um, yeah, optimize space, save rent, save. Um, um, cost on the really on the office space, which is a huge, huge driver, as you can imagine. Makes perfect sense. Now, without naming names, because I know everybody is uh, bound to different NDAs and things. Um, can you guys provide some use cases about how this is working in the companies that you're seeing? Um, yeah, it's a, I can even um, give you a name because this is a public story on, on ServiceNow's website I'm, I'm referencing here. And that's actually a, a long long-standing long-lasting relationship um customer it's coca-cola european partners mm -hmm. and um i mean i can't remember really when they onboarded on um the service now hr journey but it's a couple of years back and um recently they did a webinar on their journey with service now hr and 
it was very interesting to listen to that because they started out very small, um, a pilot, a very disruptive way of kind of introducing ServiceNow HR to the workforce. Um, but as, as, as there was value seen by the employees in having, you know, a place where all services would come together and having this digital interaction with HR, all of a sudden, the portal itself, the traction on it, skyrocketed. Um, mm. And with that, there was huge momentum around ServiceNow HR at Coca-Cola European Partners. And in fact, what they, what, some KPIs, what they have realized over um, the last, over, over a period of three years, they've saved 1 million hours um, of productivity. No? And that is a lot when you think of they having, you know, roughly 20, 23,000 um, employees um, so that's that's a significant number just by, you know, everything we have discussed before, automation, yeah. virtual agent, um, all these kind of things that saves a lot of time after all, delivered a creative experience, hence the, the huge traction on the portal. But at the same time, you know, there's some significant cost savings um, um, for Coca-Cola um, European partners. And on top of that, and that speaks to, you know, Martin's story around First of all, a story about the platform, and second of all, you know how quickly companies could adopt new um, apps. They also adopted going into the pandemic the Safe Workplace apps, and they rolled these out. I think it took them after all two weeks or so to roll them out, um, and then you know with all, all the use cases included that that Martin just mentioned, you know contract tracing and um, reserving a space and so on and so forth. So very. I'd say it's a very interesting story and it's it's published on the ServiceNow website. Mm -hmm. um, another one, you know, not to name an, a name, you know, here in, in, in Switzerland, um, it's, 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 it's a bank. And when they were um, rolling out and, and looking at um, ServiceNow HR, they, they also said before rolling out ServiceNow HR, we really need to look at our processes. So they spend a lot of time on um, how do we do things today? How do we want things? How how would how should they look tomorrow? Mm -hmm. um, and by doing so, and that's um, they they they've realized you know many processes could be cut by 50, 60, 70 percent, and through that they reached a um, they reached a huge uh, um, a huge standardization after all, which is now in the service now HR representative HR product. Um, so very standardized lean processes that deliver fast service to the employees and also you know um with that with such once they have realized how how good this process works they also looked at a very complex process um the onboarding process mm -hmm. and um again as we discussed earlier Douglas right um different departments involved and I, I I sometimes hear stories where just the alignment internal alignment to bring these departments together, have them speak, takes months, right? After yeah. it, it took them um, not long, half a year or so to bring to bring um, onboarding life. So now um, on a daily basis, people are onboarded through, through ServiceNow onboarding. Um, so that's just um, two stories that, that I, I can share from my experience here. Oh. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Martin, uh, from your perspective, I wanted to ask about some of the, the trends that you're seeing. Um, what are you seeing and what's coming in employee growth and development? Yeah, so if, you, if we take the topic of employee experience, 
and and think about you know where does it evolve to where does it develop into and and um i think the next logical step that we see is really the employee um wants to see growth you, they want to grow their career and at the same time organizations um they need to identify what are the skills that employees have within the organization there are very few um, companies out there that do not need to transform because of all of the things that Mats mentioned before, right? New business models, new challenges in the markets. So, so every company needs to identify people with the right skill set in the company. At the same time, employees want to understand, you know, what skills do I need to to develop my career? What what skills are crucial for for that company? Um, so what what do I need to learn? And the, in the at the same time, managers um, try to understand, you know, what skills are needed in the organization to create the best outcome for my team to be, create the best business outcomes, right? So bringing all of those things together, uh, we are working on something which we call employee growth and development, and it really is about skills intelligence. So we try to understand. What are the skills that an employee brings? What are the skills that an employee wants or needs to develop? And what are the skills that an organization needs? Uh, and where where do we need them? And, and bringing those things together is basically what we offer with employee growth and development um, to connect skill needs on the one side and and employees who have those skills or, or who want to develop those skills on the other side and, and connecting learning systems to develop those skills um with ServiceNow. So um to have a learning experience platform to um to bring together the different learning systems a, a company might have today mm -hmm. um to allow companies really to yeah modernize themselves, go into new challenges, go into new business, adapt quickly. Um just think about the automotive um companies, right? They all need that rapid shift from you know combustion engine to battery development to electric vehicles to self-driving um completely complete shift of the business model and and how that really mean what that means for tra transforming the workforce and this is what we want to serve with service now to um, be that connection layer in between all of their systems mm -hmm. to serve that skills technology a true platform of platforms right right <laughs> yeah and you could you could um you know there's there's different modules on the service now platform there is um a solution for resource planning for project um planning project management as well right you could you you could think of different use cases to use these skills when you once you have them in the service now platform how you could also use them for these kind of topics right excellent and there's so many so many things that uh that I want to ask you guys about, but I know that we're we're running a little bit short on time. Um, but I did want to thank you both for your time um, and for really opening my eyes to the world of HR and of employee experience. I'd never really thought about it, but yeah, in in my own experiences, it's been uh, definitely really interesting to see how a company can become more agile by using these types of of technologies. Um, so. Uh, Mats Nemelka and Martin Kraus, thank you so much for joining us today on uh, the Guide Vision Insider podcast. 
Uh, thank you, uh, uh, viewers and listeners, for actually joining us today. Um, my name is Douglas Arianes. We do these podcasts on a regular basis, and stay tuned. Uh, we will be producing many more of these in the in the months to come. Uh, you can catch us on all of the major po podcasting platforms, uh, and we do have video versions of the podcast on both YouTube and on Spotify and on the Guide Vision website. Uh, my name is Douglas Arianes, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us.